Hello, my friend. It's Friday. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. My name is Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey, which finds us in Luke chapter 11, and it was verses 37 and 38 that resonated with me today. It says, when Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So Jesus went in and reclined at his table, but the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Today's podcast is entitled, Jesus, the Impudent Dinner Guest. Along my journey, I have found that people across the spectrum, from antagonistic critics and atheists to well-intentioned church members, have an, what I would call, ignorant perception of Jesus based on what others have said about him or how religious institutions have portrayed him. It's one of the reasons that I continue on this chapter day journey. As I return again and again to the primary source material, it never fails to inform me, and often in mind-altering ways. For example, in today's chapter lies an episode about Jesus that I've never heard directly addressed in a sermon or even in a book. See, Jesus is making his way towards Jerusalem, stopping in towns and villages along the way to do his thing. He teaches, he heals the sick, he casts out demons from the possessed. He is, however, facing increasing criticism and opposition. The greatest opposition is coming from the institutional religious authority over the very faith that Jesus is from and represents. In one town... A Pharisee invites Jesus to dinner at his house. The Pharisees were a powerful organization within the larger Hebrew authority system. Made up of mostly prominent, wealthy, and connected businessmen, the Pharisees presided over local religious matters along with lawyers who were experts in the law of Moses. So think of it this way. Think of a cadre of the most wealthy and influential businessmen in your town or city. Just picture it. Them having authority over commerce and religion and civil affairs. So being invited to a Pharisee's home to dine with his lot would have been politically a huge deal. So Jesus accepts the dinner invite and becomes... (laughs) Arguably the most impudent and offensive dinner guest in recorded history. First, Jesus refuses to wash up before dinner. Now, to this day, you will find wash basins out in the open, in the restaurants, the dining rooms of Jerusalem. And they are there for the Orthodox to ritually wash before eating. Jesus' refusal to wash is a slap in the face of his host. And he does it in order to make a point. Jesus looks at this local cabal of mucky mucks, and this is what he says, quote, Now then, you Pharisees, yeah, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside, you're all full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people. Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now, as for what is inside of you, that greed and wickedness, be generous to the poor, and then everything, the inside and out, will be clean for you. End quote. Now, this is rude. 
Jesus is insulting his host and his host's dinner guests. In the culture of Jesus' day, this was socially unacceptable. I, I mean, it's hard to even put into today's terms. It would be like like uh, taking your drink and throwing it into the face of your host. The Pharisee and his colleagues would have been appalled and immediately defensive. And I can hear what they're thinking. How can this country preacher from the stick say that I am not generous to the poor? He doesn't even know me. I always give exactly the tithe that God's law dictates I must give. Well, Jesus at this point raises the ante on his boorish behavior by reading their thoughts and continuing. Quote, Woe to you, Pharisees. Yes, yes, I know, I know. You dutifully give God a tenth of your mint and rue and all the other garden herbs to keep the letter of the law. But you neglect the heart of the law which is justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone, end quote. I can just feel them staring at me. He doesn't even wait for the reply to this before he raises the stakes even higher. Quote, Woe to you, Pharisees. All you care about is having VIP seating in the synagogues and having people in town treat you like you're all that in a bag of chips, end quote. So there, in this dinner party, is a lawyer. Now, he's not technically a card-carrying member of the Pharisee Club, but he is a prominent colleague and a social ally. So the lawyer comes to his insulted host's defense. He calls Jesus to a social point of order and informs Jesus that when Jesus insults his host, Jesus is is insulting him as well. Jesus quickly goes all in to insult the lawyers as well. Quote, and you lawyers, woe to you. You load people down with your authoritative lists of do's and don'ts that make their lives more difficult. Oh yeah, you feel all powerful telling people what to do but then you sit there feeling smug and won't lift one finger to help them, end quote. While Luke doesn't provide the details, you know, I don't think Jesus got anything to eat at the Pharisee's house. In fact, Luke implies that the Pharisee and his friends threw Jesus out of the house, or perhaps Jesus just simply got up and walked out. Because the next thing the good doctor writes is, quote, when Jesus went outside, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely, end quote. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself meditating on both the fact that Jesus acted in a rude and socially unacceptable manner, and that in 2,000 years since then, we rarely address or acknowledge this fact. In his dinner party rant, Jesus provides a clue to both his anger and his impertinence. He states that from Abel to Zechariah, which would be kind of like me saying from Genesis to Revelation, from beginning to end, he says, it has been the institutional religious fundamentalism and authority thing 
that his host and his friends represent that led to the murder of the prophets that God sent to the Hebrew people throughout history. And the handwriting is already on the wall. Jesus told his disciples in yesterday's chapter, this same system that his hosts and friends represent will kill Jesus as well. You know, I've observed along my life journey that the institutional religious fundamentalism and authority thing, yeah, you can find that amidst all of the world's major religions. I believe that it's what happens when sinful human beings turn religion into a kingdom of this world. I have always found it fascinating that it was the one thing that Jesus opposed so vehemently that he was willing to break every socially acceptable custom in order to call it out. And ironically, with acts like his impudent dinner behavior, Jesus pushes his opposition to call his bet, to go all in themselves and kill him. The further I get my journey, the more contrast the eyes of my heart see between the ways of God and the ways of the institutional religious fundamentalism and authority thing. And the more my heart desires to pursue the former while joining Jesus in opposition to the latter. I hope you have a great weekend, my friend, wherever this finds you, Lord willing. I'll be back here on Monday. I hope you'll join me. 